show number 131 of Look at His Butt, LT and JK Talk Trek. Okay. Boy, that really stunk up the room. You know, I swear, people ask us to do things for them. <laughs> this watching an ep- a bad episode of Star Trek was something that people asked us to do. That's right. And we did it. And I just feel like I've suffered so much for an hour <laughs> because that was such a bad episode. I, well, you know. Holy crap. <laughs> the episode, in case you're wondering, if you haven't guessed, was, and the children shall lead. Yes. And they led us right into a bad Bad episode. Oh man! But you know, every episode where children are the focus of anything is bad. This is true, and I have to say, um, this was not bad in a in a you know space hippies kind of way where you can really laugh at a lot of the crap that was in there. Or Spock's brain. Or Spock's brain. This was just bad and boring. Oh, talk, 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 and and like. Ten whole minutes spent on something that should have taken three, really. Mm-hmm. Man, it was bad. So, And despite oh. all the talking, they still needed an exposition police. Oh, more than once. Yeah. We had several exposition scenes that were really just restating everything that we had seen mm-hmm. previously. So it was, it was just really bad. Um, and despite you and I giving our damnedest and trying to riff our way through it, it was still bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, it was. But... The one good thing. The was, one good thing. He looked so good. He looked great. He was so trim. Yes. His butt was so round. So buttly. Oh. He looked fantastic. And yet, he didn't take off his shirt once. No. In the whole episode. Or pop a boner. Oh, so disappointing. It was wasted. Yeah. When Bill is in that good of a shape, you want him to be taking his as shirt off. As naked as possible. As naked as possible. And he they looked just... Really, really good. He looked great. He looked really good. Um, But he did have a very bad toupee. Yes. Unfortunately. Um, It just, you could really see where it was attached in the front. Really not good. And when they wanted him to look stressed out, so I think they put on a different, called the stress toupee, (laughs) which is the one they haven't washed or something. Yeah. It it really looks artificial. It looks really bad. So that was too bad. But the body. Oh, he, he looked so good. And there were a couple of scenes of him walking away from the camera. Mm-hmm. And it was just like his butt was just so buttly. And there was a great, round, beautiful butt moment in the fight scene. Yes. Where he was just, there was his butt. And there mm-hmm. was the camera focusing on his butt. Yeah. Yeah. That was really good. The way it should be. Um, so I will say that we tried uh, something new since when we sat down to watch this, I realized that neither of us actually had this episode. <laughs> With us. With us. So um, what I did was I went to Hulu where you can watch all of these episodes and I hooked my laptop up to the TV and that actually worked pretty well. Mm-hmm. It worked that, very that well. Was good. You know, it doesn't look as good as the DVDs, but it was it looked reasonable and um, it was the remastered version. Mm-hmm. So there were some nice planet shots and the ship looked good and all that. And the colors were very, very bright. There's oh. some really nice lighting in this episode, yes. which was um, pleasant. You know, there were beautiful purple washes in the background and some green stuff going yeah. on. That looks so really I'm thinking good. this had to be early in third season because they weren't so. bothering with anything like that as no, it got later and later. they weren't. And, you know, interestingly, I thought that the um, the set lighting was great, but the actual um, character lighting was not so good. And it's like they had two different teams working yes. on them. They had an art direction that was fantastic, and then the actual lighting guy just couldn't give a shit because it looked bad. And it's really sad that by third season they have pretty much abandoned Kirk light. There was no Kirk light. Kirk was not lit well at all. Even there was one scene I was noticing in particular when he and Spock and McCoy are down in his quarters sort of confabbing about what to do and he doesn't even look attractively lit. Yeah. It, it's yeah. like they just threw a light on the side of him and we're like, "All right, we'll just shoot this. We don't yeah, care." Yeah. Yeah. And it, I know it's um I think this is one of the I don't know, downsides, I guess, of the remastering and high definition, but you can really see sometimes, especially on Spock, how heavy the makeup is. Yes, and like at one point, I just had to, I called him a pointy-eared drag queen. <laughs> because he really looked like that's what one. he absolutely looked like. And his eyebrows were wrong in this yeah. one. They, they were like a, straight and then at a 45-degree angle. Yeah. And it just it, it looked bad. His ears didn't look very no. good either. I, I remember very vividly when they started putting the um, Star Trek episodes out on DVD. I remember um, Killa posting a comment that said, sometimes there is 
a thing as too much definition. Yes. <laughs> she was right. That was like eight years ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so this is, this is a really bad episode. To, to quickly recap it, for some reason that we've already forgotten, they go to the planet Triacus where there's this scientific team of mm-hmm. five families and all the grown-ups are dead. And the children are all running around and, and playing and wearing just the most horrendous clothes oh, you've ever awful. seen. Bad, awful. bad, bad. And um, so they take the kids back up to the ship and they keep orbiting Triacus because Kirk is trying to figure out why these mm-hmm. why these people all destroyed themselves, why they by, all killed by themselves. By taking tricyanide. Yes. Which smells like tri-almonds. That's as right. You pointed out. Yes. <laughs> I, I, yeah. We couldn't understand what McCoy called it, but it was like bobbledy-boo. <laughs> So we figured that's try cyanide, um, and they also want to know why these children sh- show no grief or anything about mm-hmm. losing their parents. We see some appallingly embarrassing scenes of Chapel trying to babysit. Oh my God, so bad, so oh. incredibly bad. Yes, just, oh. just uh, I can't even say how bad she was. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and but then we find the the kids can summon this being they mm-hmm. call the angel the friendly yes. angel yes and the friendly angel has given them powers mm-hmm. to control other people's minds and they want to all go to marcos mm-hmm. and where they're going to control billions of minds and take over the galaxy mm-hmm. and there is a legend that there were these space pirates basically <laughs> they called them marauders they but did. they were space pirates they were so space pirates that, that you know used to maraud <laughs> through this part of the galaxy <laughs> As space pirates are wont to do. Is that a word, maraud? Well, they kept saying they're marauding. marauding. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay. And, uh, and then they were all destroyed, except legend is there is one who's waiting for a catalyst. Of yes. course, the kids are the catalyst. Of course, the kids take over the ship by making Sulusi knives and a horacy her own death. And, mm-hmm. You know, it's just hideous. And then Kirk, through Kirkobabble, <laughs> manages to show this angel for yeah. what he is and at some point the thing's name becomes gorgon and and he just starts calling him the gorgon and i don't think that was ever actually revealed anywhere no. before that so no. that was clearly part of the script that got edited out when right. they, they explained where that came from and uh, the gorgon was played by marvin belli famous famous lawyer of the time it was melvin Oh, did I say Marvin? Yeah. Okay. And I want to know how the hell he got that role. I read something once. Did you? And, I've never and heard he was. He you know somebody. Somebody owed him He a knew favor. somebody. Somebody was a friend of his, and I can't remember if they said, "Oh, it'd be cool, Melvin, if if you could do this," or if he was a fan. But somehow, he ended up doing this, and he wore a big shiny shower curtain thing. Yeah, kind of like Orson Welles in a muumuu. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Pretty much. <laughs> yes, it definitely was. And I also read something that said um, part of why they felt he was ineffective wasn't his <laughs> fault. Um, it was the fact that because of having to do, do this special effect, he couldn't move around a lot. He had to yeah. pretty much stay stationary. And then, you know, Kirk manages to make the kids cry because their parents are dead. And, and then the, the Gorgon gets all warty and, mm-hmm. and creepy looking and disintegrates. And now... And the end. And the, and the end. Everyone <laughs> lives happily ever. Happily. Or something, except the kids who are all crying because their parents are dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's five little kids. There's a, a tall, red-headed kid named Tommy. Who's almost as tall as Kirk. Yeah. Which is a little scary. Um, there's a, 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 a little black kid, a little Asian kid. Another white kid. Another white kid who looks kind of like Leave It to Beaver. He does. It's true. And then the the little girl, Mary, was played by, I couldn't think of her name, but you knew it, Pamela Fergan. Uh And she was the workingest child actress of the 60s. She was in everything. And even into the 70s, she played Felix Unger's daughter for a while on The Odd Mm -hmm. Couple. And it was interesting to note that... There's a reason she was the workingest actress yeah. because she really could act. Yeah. And in the scene where they cry, there's um, some like chemical or something mm-hmm. they they can put in your eyes so they water and mm-hmm. you look like you're crying. And you could really tell that's what they had done with the kids, mm-hmm. you know, because they just had tears. That's all they had. She was really crying. She was crying. Her nose was running and her and, eyes were and all everything. Red. I mean, yeah. you know, she's good little actress and not just in the crying scene, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, she was good, and she was very young at that time, too. She oh, must have yeah. been, what, like eight years old or something? Maybe? Yeah, seven or eight, I would yeah, guess. She yeah. was good. So um, I, I noted that when they were showing scenes. So they're on the planet. The 
Enterprise guys beam down. Everybody's dead. The kids are running around playing. And then we cut to the opening credits and we come back. And then everyone's buried. And there are headstones and everything. It's like, how the hell did they get that done so quickly? That well, I speculated that Scotty kept a bunch of headstones. I think so. And, you know, every now and then I think they had what they called burial leave. They just saved up all their red shirts uh, and quickly bzzz, mm. they're named into these things and, and dumped them on a burial planet. I think so. The planet of graves. The planet of graves. And, you know, put all their stones there. Um, I think that um, it's interesting that you know they were trying to make the, the families be very balanced racially, right? Yes. Like the white family, but the Asian family, their name was Tsing uh, Dao, which is the name of that really good beer that yes. from China. <laughs> so I don't know whether that was a joke or not, but if it was a joke, it was in really bad taste. <laughs> but it is a really good beer. Now, there was one absolutely chilling moment in this that you had forgotten was I coming up. I, I was actually shocked by that, and I was a little disturbed. Um, one say. of the things the kids do is they... they they are on the bridge, and they mentally make um, Sulu and change course to go to Marcos instead mm -hmm. of being uh, in orbit around Triacus. And Chekhov believes they're still in orbit. They make them see Triacus mm -hmm. on the screen. Everybody who is okay with it. And um, Kirk, of course, does not know this has happened. And he has his confab, as mm -hmm. you pointed out. And then he says, "Well, send a survey team down to the planet, and you know." And beam up those other two guys. And beam who are up down. the guys who are who are down there right now, and they they beam these guys out, and then when they go to beam the other guys in, they can't get anything, and they're going, "What the fuck's going on?" They turn on the little monitor, which mm -hmm. is only there when they need it, yeah. as is true of TV, and they realize they are not orbiting Trakis, and they just beam these guys into, into nothing. Space. They kill them just yeah. like that. That was really kind of shocking, I have to say. So that was. Um, and typical for the third season track, they don't even miss a beat. I mean, it's just right on to the next thing. Nobody's really very upset. Even Kirk isn't upset about it. And right. That's completely contrary to other episodes where he agonizes over the deaths of his crew, especially when it's his fucking fault for, for causing it in the first place. Right, right. I mean, in, in, in an earlier episode, he would have grabbed whoever, even what was a kid, yeah. and said, you made me kill two crew members. Yeah. You know. And in this one, But just... here the concern is... Hey, we're we're off course. Yeah, so that was terrible. And then they never even mentioned the guys on the planet. Like, did they go back to get them at some point? Well, I no. Hope at the so. end, they set course for Starbase Four. So they just left them there to die, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, presumably the scientific people had some equipment, and maybe they called him and said, uh, "Captain, C could you please come back and get us now, please? please? We're bored. We're bored. We're cold. <laughs> we have to go to the bathroom." Um, <laughs> Jesus. But. To me, the highlight of this episode <laughs> is, I honestly do think it is William Shatner's worst yes. acting moment mm -hmm. in the entire Star Trek series. Mm -hmm. I'd agree with you. Nothing tops it. Mm -hmm. And that is when he's on the bridge and the kids, the angel, Gorgon, whatever, has told them to summon the beast from within the person. Their own fears will defeat them. And so that's when Uhura sees her death and, mm -hmm. you know, all this crap goes on. And we found out Chekhov has no fear because he's too <laughs> stupid. He's such a blank slate. But Kirk's fear is that he's losing command. Mm -hmm. And he totally turns into Ted Baxter. <laughs> I'm losing that command of my ship. <laughs> uh, it just... Uh, it's so bad. It must be on YouTube. I will try to find a clip of that on YouTube because I'm sure someone's done that clip it's it's just it's so awful and and he i mean the, the <laughs> fucking script writer couldn't even be bothered to write more dialogue for that because he keeps saying the same thing over and over again in different ways in different ways <laughs> i mean i really expected him to do one of the funniest things i always thought ted knight did so well as ted baxter was when he would cry yeah <laughs> you know it just, oh my God. Um, and his, his little panic attack down on the planet oh, is pretty funny too it because is. it's so weirdly physical. Yes, it's all physical. He's yes. just like he's hunching his shoulders and, and kind of twitching. Pushing. You know, kind of, it, I mean, this episode probably gave rise to many of the cliches. Yes. In, when you see him in an animated thing. Yes. And, and oh. uh, some people doing their impressions of him. Oh, I'm in command. I've got command back. Yes. I'm in command. I know, to, to reassure himself, we're going, God, deep down, Jim, are you that insecure? Oh, I'm alone. <laughs> awful. And, you know, you said something afterward when, when he finally gets back in command and he, he says it 14 times and then they get ready to come out of the elevator. 
yes, I'm the captain. And it was like, and I said, yes, I'm the goddamn captain. And, and you said, and I'm awesome. And, and I was thinking, for that whole speech, you could have substituted command for awesome. Yes. Yeah, I'm losing my awesome. <laughs> my mojo. Oh. <laughs> I have my awesome. <sighs> my awesome is back. God. So, Ben, I also liked that, I mean, there's, there's Bill trying hard to make a bad episode into a good one. And every time in the second half of the episode, when he comes out of um, the elevator or, or comes through a door, he does it in action, Kirk mode. I know, I know. He almost springs. He springs, and he's, got, he's like sort of crouched down, and he's got his hands out in front of him like he's expecting to deck someone. <laughs> and there's nothing going on. I mean, that's the funniest thing. He just comes into a room full of people who are standing around and talking, and there he is, all ready for a fight. There was not enough punching in this episode. There were so many places where a good fight scene would have improved things. Well, and during the one feeble fight scene we did get, for some reason, at that point, this episode was striking me as so Batman and Robin. Oh, it was. That I was saying, where's the kapow and it everything? It should have been. And when, when, when after the <laughs> I'm losing my ship, when Kirk has his mojo back, he, he says to Spock something about, yes, my Vulcan friend, <laughs> which is the type of thing they always said on the Batman it show. It was. It was so bad. Oh, my and, God. And, and they were. They truly were Batman and Robin all the way through this. Uh-huh. It was so funny. It was, oh, it was ridiculous. And so many things that, like, just were not explained. You know, the, the kids are on the, the bridge, and they're taking control of everybody, even Spock, who who is, like, thinking that they don't need to call Starfleet or whatever and Kirk's freaking out a little bit because nobody's listening to him (laughs) and then just a little and then suddenly Spock kind of shakes his head like maybe Mm -hmm. there was a fly on his ear or something and he's normal Mm -hmm. and this is never explained how he was under control in the first place and then suddenly he just had a twitch and then he wasn't under control anymore it's like in earlier episodes they would have actually told you why that was or given some explanation and what was Spock's fear there was none. There, there was nothing. No, no. Ugh. So he so got bad. over that whole um, mother thing? I guess so. From naked time? He wasn't going to cry in this episode. Oh, thank God. So, that, if he had cried and Bill had done Ted Baxter, <laughs> I think the camera would have run away. Oh, but then at least it would have been funny. <laughs> A camera running oh, away? Well, yeah, that'd be damn all funny. All of it would have been funny. <laughs> um, and then I just... Bad writing, such bad writing when Kirk finally gets to talk to the the Gorgon and it's like, well, but we can defeat, the, the gentle never win, but we are strong, but your strength is, is canceled by your gentleness, <laughs> but we can band together, but you will not have the strength. It's like, what is this, an episode of Kung Fu or something? You know? <laughs> Do you know what it reminded me of? Probably because I was thinking the little girl was Felix Hunger's daughter. It's a really, all the odd couple episodes are so funny, but there's one where Felix falls in love with a wrestler's wife, mm-hmm. and he says, I, I'm going to fight him. And, and Oscar tries to stop him, saying, "He's you can't, he'll kill you. And he goes, my love has made me strong. And Oscar says, his strength has made him stronger. <laughs> <laughs> it was that kind of an argument. It was. <laughs> Oh, it was just so bad. And that's why they hired a lawyer to do it, oh, to, to master the circular logic. It was, it, was just, it was very circular. And there were several points where we were just, as the actors were talking, we were like, get on with it. Just go, <laughs> oh, please. So it struck me after watching this that this was basically a bunch of old episodes stitched together. Mm-hmm. Is what they did. So it was Miri. It was Charlie X. Yep. It was um, the Space Hippies one. Mm-hmm. to a certain extent and it was mirror mirror and you know what else it was another third season episode where they had the klingons on board and there was that oh, thing the that was making yeah. fight yeah. yeah it was all of those things that they just took a little bit and they put it in a blender and they said yep. fine here's Frappe. the episode yep and that's why it sucked now there was a, a, another moment in it that i really thought something wonderful was going to happen and it didn't it, it, it several times kirk picks up Pamela Fergan, yes. the little girl, and such or somewhere. The first time he picked her up was when he was angry. Yes. And he had put Tommy somewhere, <laughs> yes. and he picked her up, and then he Our just... legs were kicking. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> then he put her down. But I remember in Mary, when he goes into the classroom where all the kids are, and they're all yelling at him, and he mm-hmm. loses his temper, he picks up this kid who's on the desk, the really annoying one, and he throws him. <laughs> he hurls this kid. I remember that. <laughs> That would have been good. Yeah, it would have been good. Yeah, those kids just needed some some slapping around, mm-hmm. and it would have it would have been so much better. 
Oh, man, what a bad episode. Really? Oh, God. Really? The it, things we do for you guys. Oh, even, And, you know, when I talk directly to you, I talk to the computer. Yeah. It's kind of like when, when John Stewart says, meet me on camera three. <laughs> you know, I'm talking to you now. You, listeners. In this the is computer. A, this is a bad episode. You should never watch it if you don't have to. Yeah. Because there is nothing really redeeming about it except for the Ted Baxter moment, which I'm sure is on YouTube. So that's it. You don't need to see anything else because you really <laughs> don't need to see it. It's just so, so funny. Oh. Who Man. can turn the world on <laughs> with his smile? Oh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else about this at all that's worth mentioning. Well, one of the things um, we did comment on was he looked so good. And part of it was, too, his, his uniform fit really well. Yes. And the tops, you know, later shrank, so they ended, like, at his waist. This went down halfway down his hip, which really emphasized the slimness of his waist. And the buttness of and his And the butt. buttness, yeah, yes. you could really see. Oh, there's a scene where he's standing in profile. I mean, it is it is perfect right on profile. And here's his back totally straight, and there's his arms, and then all of a sudden, boom, <laughs> this roundness. It just flares right out. Oh, yeah. It's just so nice. It's it's really, really lovely. <sighs> So that was good, and we spent some time sort of rhapsodizing about that, but, mm -hmm. but it did not save. Oh, so I did have one more thing to mention, yes. which is that um, the credits, the opening credits, were in blue, as opposed to being oh, right, in yellow. Oh, right, names, yeah. Yeah, which was weird to me, and I'm trying to remember, Is so maybe people can tell me, was it always that way for third season? Are they, or are they remastering people color-coding them, and blue means bad episode? Could be. That could be. Which would be all of third season, pretty much. No, there's, no there's, I know, I know. There's some good stuff. But anyway, I just thought that that was weird. It really stuck out. And it did have the corrected H in Shatner. Yes, so it's no longer the private, personal Shatner font. Shatner font, yeah. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, we watched it for you. We have reported on it. It's a job well done. And now I never want to see that again. No, no. <laughs> never. Never. Except I will watch that Ted Baxter thing if you find it on YouTube. I will. I'm going to look for it, yeah. You know what? What? Did we just talk about this on the last show, or were you and I just talking about it personally? I can't even keep track anymore. But we were saying about um, how Bill's speech is so musical. Oh, uh, Because yes. of Captain Kirk is climbing the mountain mm -hmm. and the, the Kansas mm -hmm. lottery thing. Um, this would be, the Ted Baxter thing would be a great thing to set to music. I agree. Fall on your sword. Get on it. Get on it. It's a good speech. All right, let's take a break. Okay. And we'll talk about more stuff. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. What has Bill done for you lately? Comments to lookathisbutt.blogspot.com, email to lookathisbutt at gmail.com. This podcast reported on a MacBook Pro with Audacity and GarageBand. This is TSFPN.com, the sci-fi podcast network. You found the best podcast in the universe. Oh, I don't know if I'm ready. I'm so full of food right now, and I feel slightly drunk from that beer. So. Me too. So we might belch and, and fart, and this could be really. Well, this will probably this, be really this show funny. could have sound effects. It's true. It okay, will make even less sense than it usually does, which is saying something. We make yes. our own special kind of sense. Yes. All right. Tell me. All right. A couple, a few weeks back, when we were doing a show, we were talking about Shatnez. Yes. And uh, and wondering if that was related to the Shatner name. Yes. And I did do some research. <gasps> Huzzah. Huzzah. And I found the Shatner family genealogy. Wow. And it's spelled S-C-H-A-T-T-N-E-R. I like the way he spells it now better. Yes. Okay. But I want to read you the first sentence here. Okay. The Shatner family name appears to belong to at least two distinct families. One family to which I belong is Jewish, and that's the Bill family, and comes from the town of Cutie, <laughs> which is currently part of the Ukraine. Oh, wow. <laughs> so now you can open the link. I just oh, didn't watch. That is so funny. That is, yes. Now, the, the other family um, 
is located primarily in Germany, Austria, and the Midwest of the U.S., and is not Jewish. Um, and so they speculate, you know, they may at one time have been mm-hmm. the same family. But here's something on the origin. Um, information is, prior to the early 1800s is virtually non-existent. The origin of the Shatner name is obscure as well. Most members of the family appear to believe that the name stems from the German word Schatten, mm-hmm. meaning shadow, mm-hmm. Kirklight. <laughs> Yes. However, yes. an alternative explanation in the Encyclopedia of Jewish Names suggests that the name Shatner came from the Polish word zata, meaning garment, like schmata. Like ripped garment. Yeah. Like ripped, ripped shirt. shirt. Schmata riptata. Uh-huh. Um, this interpretation appears plausible, especially since several of the Shatners of the 19th century appear to have been in the garment business. There's, wasn't his father in the... Yes. Oh, oh yes. my God, that's crazy. Okay. Yet another claimed origin comes from an old German genealogical book which claims that the name Shatner comes from an old lower German word, Shatter, meaning appraiser or money collector. Hmm. Okay, that's interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Does it mention William Shatner? On yes, this page? it does. Oh, goody. Um, well, when you scroll down, there is a picture of Rabbi Chaim Shatner, uh-huh. who looks to me like Leonard Moulton. <laughs> he does look like Leonard Moulton. It's and true. then there's a section on well known family members. Cool. Uh, probably the best known member of the Shatner family is William Shatner, the noted actor of Star Trek fame. As the grandson of Wolf Shatner, after whom he was named, oh. uh, William Shatner shares the typical family. The atypical family surname spelling common to members of the Canadian branch. Wow, that's And then so there is a picture of Wolf Shatner and his family. So somewhere, somebody in there must be Bill's father. Yeah. One of those little boys. Wow. That's so interesting. I wonder if Bill knows all this. Um, you know, there was some discussion of it on the board once. I think that's how I knew that it was somewhere out there on the net. Uh-huh. And, um, and so Bill probably was... Uh, made aware of it. Wow. That's Many of so the Shatners cool. have been physicians. Mm-hmm. That is really, really cool. Now, it's referencing a chart. So there are pages that have the actual charts? I think so. Oh, I want to see. Where is it? It says, William Shatner is on page nine of the family chart. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Wow. The Shatner family tree. Let's see. Yes, there it is. Huh. So the the person who wrote this, his name is Peter Shatner, spelled the 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 non-bill way. Mm-hmm. And uh, wow! Oh, look at that! It has his own little family tree there. That's so cute. Does it list all the wives? Uh, probably only the ones he had children with, right? Yes. So that would just be um Jan, Janet, Janice. Well, it says Mary. No, her name wasn't Janice. No, it was, uh, oh my God. Gloria. Gloria, but it doesn't say Gloria. It says Mary. Oh, that's wrong. Is that maybe her real name? Maybe her name, maybe she went by her middle name professionally. That could be, yeah. Maybe she's Maria, Mary Gloria Rand. Her last name was Rand. (laughs) That's so funny. So yeah, so then it has his two sisters, uh, Joy Joy and Farla. Right, Farla. And they both... Married and had lots of kids, so he's got lots there. And it doesn't actually... Is his nephew Tiny listed? (laughs) Why doesn't it list what his father's name was? What does it have? Well, it doesn't. Oh. See? Here, I'll show you. Okay. Okay. This is bad for a podcast because now we're looking at something visual. Right, right, right. So here's his grandfather, Wolfe Shatner, who married Freda. And then this is one here, Harry, that was one son, daughter, Mary, and then his dad, but there's no name for his dad. Oh, maybe they don't know what his dad's name is. I thought it was somewhere. Well, it's in one of those Shatner books. Yeah. Well, that's just weird. The maybe Shatnerica or the... the, yeah. the Maybe they left it off by accident. Maybe I don't know. so. That's weird. But anyway, well, that's awfully cool. Look at yes. all the people he's related to. Mm-hmm. Wow. Hmm. What must it be like to be part of that family and know that William Shatner is part of your extended family? Well, one of the members of the fan club, whom we have met, is a cousin of his. Mm. Can you imagine being in a fan club for your cousin? No. Me neither. Absolutely not. <laughs> I love my cousin, but I wouldn't be in a fan club for her. No, no. I have wonderful cousins, too, but 
fan clubs? I don't know. Wow. Well, that's awfully cool. Well, how did you find out about this? Well, like I said, years ago, somebody had posted this link oh, to okay. the Shatner board. Okay. And so I knew it was out here somewhere. Mm -hmm. And that's where I had gotten the idea that it was spelled differently than, than Bill spells it. Very good. Okay. So he, his family comes from the village of QT. QT. Oh, in the Ukraine. In the Ukraine. It tells us a little bit about it. Um, let's see. The village of Cutie. Cutie is located at the base of the Carpathian Mountains mm -hmm. on the Chermos, which I'm mispronouncing, river, on the border between the provinces of Bukovina and Galicia. The nearest city of any size is Chernovsky. Good map of this area is available on the web. Cutie is in the lower right corner of the map. It is located approximately 50 kilometers west of Chernovitz. At various times, Cutie has been part of Poland, Austria-Hungary, Romania, the Soviet Union, uh -huh. and the Ukraine. Of course. Of course. Oh, wow, listen to this. Uh -huh. um, at the turn of the 20th century, approximately half of the population was Jewish. Many left Cutie during World War I and in the years between the World Wars. The Jews who remained were killed in the Holocaust. Oh, my God. Yep. At present, there are essentially no Jews in Cutie. Wow. Well, somehow that doesn't really surprise me. Right. William Shatner's father's name was Joseph. Right. It's like the first hit on Google. So. Yeah. Yosef, as it would be. Hmm. Very, very interesting. Well, thank you. I think that's fascinating. Yeah. I'm, I'm really glad to know that. Mm-hmm. Cool. And that Bill's related to Leonard Malton. <laughs> Yakov Shatner. Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. All right. We had other stuff. What was it? I don't remember. You told me when we were having dinner. We just went through my whole list. <laughs> that was one thing that wasn't a list. Well, we did the others <laughs> earlier. Okay, let me look. Jeez. <laughs> Well, you're supposed to be vamping, not just sitting oh, there I'm laughing sorry. at me. I can't help me. it. I can't help it. See, that's what the beer does to us. It's, oh, I know what I wanted to talk about. Yes. Um, so I told you this, and now I'll tell everybody this. Um, okay. One of, the, one of the podcasts that I listen to <clears throat> is called Incredulous, and it's this um, sort of game showy type podcast that's put on by the guys who do the Mersey. They're in the Merseyside Skeptic Society, and they do um, Skeptics with a K, which is one of my favorite podcasts right now. Not only because of their extremely cute accents, because, you know, they sound like the Beatles. Right. Which is part of the attraction for me, I have to admit. But they have this show where the goal is to disseminate information, but also to come up with extremely humorous answers. And okay. in the most recent one, not one, but two of the answers were about Star Trek. And one of the guys who was on the show, um, Mike Hall, who is the host of Skeptics with a K, turned out to be a complete Star Trek nerd, geek, everything and was uh, I will excerpt this and I'll put it up on the blog so people can listen to it okay. it comes sort of right in the middle of the episode it's worth listening to anyway but the the point of the program was um the host played uh, no sorry the host had these noises from famous science fiction things and he had sent a sound file to each one of the people on the show who's answering questions and they had to imitate the noise uh -huh. and then the other people had to guess what it was which was hilarious because hearing people try to imitate say lightsabers from Star Wars right. or the TARDIS from Doctor Who is good. And one of them was the tricorder from the original Trek. And he knew that it was the tricorder from the original Trek, <laughs> which impressed me. And then he said, and I didn't know this, that um, there was a company, and I'm thinking he said it was a Canadian company, that actually made a device called a tricorder in the, the late 80s or the 90s that was a scanner and it would actually read three different um, it would take three different medical readings at the same time and it was called a tricorder and he said I have to look this up to make sure it was true that Gene Roddenberry had agreed that he would license the name tricorder to any company that could invent one that did what a tricorder did he wouldn't sell it to them but he would let them use wow. it for their device and these guys managed to do it so they were allowed to call it a tricorder wow I was like for real you gotta be kidding me that's amazing <laughs> So I need to verify that, but I will put that clip up on the blog for people to listen to because it's pretty funny to hear. And then the other Star Trek thing is also pretty funny. It's another sound effect. So anyhow, I just wanted to mention that because it was so delightful. You know, yes. I'm just listening to this and they're talking about skeptical news and homeopathy. And then it was like, oh, my God, it's a Star Trek thing. 
Okay, I just found something really funny. Okay, cool. Do you remember when I posted on the blog about Shatner Day? Yeah. Okay, well, that, that person whose, whose website is Random Overload has a little more, and it's just one very funny cartoon. Okay. Let's see. <laughs> what it is, it's a shot of them in jail in the cuffs from the Nazi yeah. episode, uh-huh. and Spock is saying, Jim, there's no point to a safe word if you can't remember it. So that actually I should read that one comment, you know, um, yes, I I, I was looking at the comments for this one clip from and the children shall lead. And most of them are just talking about the slashiness of the scene, which it is very slashy. Yes. Yes. And one person's only comment was Jim is their safe word. (laughs) Oh, somebody else points out the turbo lift always stops right at the end of a chat. Never earlier. That's true. <laughs> it's like uh, what we used to call the drama-sensitive doors. Yes. That you could walk in front of them, and if you weren't going out, they didn't open. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's definitely... Which a... led Wildcat and myself mm-hmm. to speculate about what we call the drama-sensitive toilet, <laughs> in that it knew. First of all, if you were a man or a woman when you approached it, mm-hmm. and if you were a man, it knew if you were going to pee or poop. Mm-hmm. So the seat would go up oh, or down, and we really call it good. the drama-sensitive toilet. I like that. I like that a lot. We also, it's a drama-sensitive turbo lift. Yeah. That's great. I'm just scanning a few things here. Okay. There was a couple other good uh, Shatner things in there. In where? In, in uh, I mean, a couple of good <laughs> comments in that. Okay, I'll see if I can find any of them. Okay, let's see. So you get to listen to a scan for a scan while. Scan for stuff. I should have marked them, but of course I didn't. Um, let's see. Somebody said, "Okay, oh my God, this is exactly how I act during week two of nicotine withdrawal." <laughs> oh, somebody else said, two bag panic attacks don't work that way." <laughs> weird comment maybe somebody can explain this because neither you nor i actually understood this comment someone says this episode and the children shall lead was roddenberry's fuck you to l ron hubbard and scientology and i have i have i mean did he feel that that l ron hubbard was a gorgon and mind controlling innocence or was there even scientology in 1968 i thought it was still dianetics and that Scientology actually didn't come until a little bit later. Well, when was this comment posted? Because it might have been his fuck you to, uh, to, to Dianetics. Yeah, that's true. That could be. Hmm. Someone says, there's some great Shatner acting. Shatning, I call it. See, I think Shacting is a much better phrase. Yes, absolutely. <sighs> yes, that's true. Yeah, but it was, it is quite... Um, a slashy moment there. I'm just trying to think if there was one other thing. Uh, I think the beer has gotten to us. We're just babbling. Oh, oh, here we go. Okay. This scene shows why we love Shatner. This, my friends, is Shatnervana. <laughs> I like that phrase. Shatnervana. That's really good. Yep. I like that. That's very good. That's very clever. I like Shatnervana. Shatnervana. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think... Going to Bill's house would be shot in <laughs> It would be. Holding his hand. Oh, anytime we get deeply into thinking about Bill, it's pretty much shot That's true. You know. That's true. Because it's Bill. It's Bill. Jeez. It's so Bill. I think it's amazing that, you know, we just spent, like, some time talking about Bill and stuff, and then we went to dinner, and then we talked about Bill for about an hour. And stuff. <laughs> Mostly Bill. Mostly Bill, yeah. It was a lot of Bill chat. Yeah. We talked mm-hmm. about, you know, my move coming up. And yeah. And, you know, other stuff. And Well, um, we did talk about the fact that um, at some point, of course, everybody knows that since you're going to Chicago, Marjorie's going with you. Yes. And we're going to need to have a report from her. Oh, oh, yeah. At some point. Oh, on, yeah. On what life is like there. Oh, well. I want to get her point of view. Well, yeah, you know, Marjorie in the big city, but it will be the Midwest. Uh-huh. So it's, it's kind of back to her roots a little in, bit. In a way, yeah. except she's a small town girl, uh-huh. you know. So, Take the small town Midwestern girl and put her in a big mid- Midwestern town. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what Marjorie has to say. <laughs> oh, that will be very, very good. Yep. We'll see. Well, shall we wrap this up? 
Okay. Unless you have anything else that you wanted to <sighs> no, discuss. No, I'm, I'm just full and happy, and, and so the brain is really shutting down because all the blood's going to my stomach. All right. Well, we're going to put an interview on the end of this. Yes. No idea which one it's going to be because I have to go look at the list. Okay. But we've got plenty. We'll just plenty pull of one out of our interview hat. Yes. And it which is how they select the guests for Raw Nerve. <laughs> It will be good. All right. And so we'll be back. And who knows? The next show might be a Skype show. It might be an in-person show. I just don't know. We never know. We never We're know. like Bill. We live totally in the moment. 100%. 110% in y the moment. Yeah. If that's possible. <laughs> For people other than Bill. because that, That's true. Well, you know, we can approach Bill, but what he does, but we'll never be there. It's like you can approach light speed. That's exactly right. Bill is light speed. <laughs> Kirk can, light speed. Kirk light speed. And we're getting close to it, but... Never really quite there. That's right. Okay, very good. Well, we hope that um, this made some sense. I don't know if it did, though. The whole podcast, I mean. Well, we were fairly coherent earlier on. That's true. Okay. All right. Well, so say good night, Gracie. Okay, good night. Gracie. <laughs> <laughs> Top of the Shatmoy, you're on the air. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> My favorite holiday ever. It is a well, great holiday. Actually, next to Kingdom of the Spiders Day. And it's, when is what is the date of that? I can't remember. Oh, <laughs> like, I just like it. I just like the idea of having a, a holiday called Kingdom of the Spiders Day. Yeah, that's true. I like that. <laughs> you know, there are a number of Shatner holidays because there's also Talk Like William Shatner Day. Right, which is Bill's birthday. His birthday. So I, I like. Does the that fact. go along with like Talk Like a Pirate Day? Yes. It's mm -hmm. good. Okay. So, now, now that you're here, thank you, Jen, for being on the show. We're so happy. Oh, yes, we didn't, um, we, we didn't you. identify you. <laughs> yeah. We just started talking. <laughs> um, Jen, a.k.a. Captain Toy, a.k.a. many other things, um, who has been a longtime listener and sends us wonderful stuff all the time, for which we are very, very happy. Um, we have three questions. We ask everybody these three questions. So the first question is, what got you into Star Trek? You want my pathetic story? Yes, um, <laughs> yes the more pathetic the better. Yes. All the stories up till now have been upbeat, so we really need to change the pacing. Okay, well, I got into Star Trek with actually Next Generation. Um, I was very, very young. I, my, my dad had been watching it for years and years and years, and I watched it but didn't care. And then one day, early 90s, I think it was, I got a section of one of the episodes of Next Generation in my head that I, I didn't even know what it was. In order to find it, I literally watched pretty much almost every single episode up to that date. And then I figured it out. And then I got addicted to the damn thing. <laughs> so, and then it became my friend. Oh, and when did you go back to the original series? That was many years later because originally... Um, the actual, I guess you could call it the kitschiness of it, didn't really do anything for me. Uh -huh. But I started liking it just the way it's set up. In many ways, I like the way the stories are told, even if they are god-awful Spock's brain. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, it's just... It's something I just enjoy watching to see. Because it's just completely different than anything you see out there right now. Mm -hmm. Yes, very much so. And have you seen all the movies? Yeah, I think I have. And which one's your favorite? <sighs> Probably Voyage Home. Okay. Subtitled The, the one, with the, the one with the Whales. The one with the Whales, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have the whales, you know? Everyone's making fun of it, smirking all over the place. You gotta love that episode. Oh, sorry, sorry, movie. <laughs> I think that's the favorite of a, a lot of people. Uh -huh. And it, it was certainly, it did the best at the box office, and it was the most accessible to non-Trekkies. Uh -huh. And it was funny. It yes. had a lot of humor in it. Mm -hmm. I think that was very appealing for people. Yes. Cool. And I loved when Jillian jumped on him and they beamed up together. <laughs> <gasps> well, it had... It, it That's had, better than a train going into a tunnel. 
It had a lot of really iconic lines in it, like the, I'm from Iowa, I only work in outer space. Yes. I mean, that, that's a great, <laughs> great line. It and really it, is. And it spawned how much, you know, Fanon yes. came out of that one thing. I, it was a perfect Bill movie. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> so next question. Speaking of Bill. Speaking of our hero. Why, <laughs> what do you love about Bill? Oh, God. What not to love about Bill? <laughs> Good answer. Um, <laughs> I probably love just the way he throws himself into almost any role, even if it's the worst role ever. Uh-huh. He just, he doesn't hold back. I don't know a lot of people who don't do that. And you gotta look at his chest. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's not sexual at all, is it? No, no, <laughs> not not in the least. We we made a, as you probably saw in the blog, a, a close to porn video of his chest. Yeah, so. super slow motion. Yeah. Uh, I, I watched his porno from uh, Big Bad Mama. That was the best part of that whole bad movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, you know, porn with Bill just means so many things. I mean, that whole little clip of him eating pudding, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much porn right there. It is. <laughs> Anything with Bill is porn. <laughs> really. uh, so, someone earlier today um, said to us that... Um, Bill Shatner pay-per-view porn is basically shots of himself on an endless loop. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that that's true. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. It's um, definitely your porn. What, what would be um, the, your favorite thing that Bill's been in outside of Trek? Hmm. That's so difficult. I've only seen some of the stuff that he's done outside of Trek. Um, hmm. I was watching a bit of Incubus yesterday, I and mean, that was kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. That's the Esperanto one, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Bill just says lines. Is Shatner. Yeah, is in, Shatner. That's the stage introduction. <laughs> just, just be Shatner. Okay, I can do that. I didn't even get through the entire film yet, but it was like, this movie kind of blows, but Bill looks good in it. And it's actually kind of an interesting movie. It is. Yeah, yeah. I remember when we watched it at your at your old house. Yes, me and you and Jonk, I think, sat down and watched yeah. the whole thing from beginning to end, uh -huh. and we were like, "Wow, this is really weird," but it's pretty good. Actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't get the beginning of it, but it's okay. I don't need to get it. <laughs> um, what about Boston Legal? Have you seen any of that? Not really. It didn't really do very much for me. Hmm, that's interesting. I kind of skipped over your segments with us, uh, Boston Legal, sadly. Well, to be fair, you know, we didn't really watch Boston Legal aside from the parts that Bill was in. I watched <laughs> all of it, okay. every episode. Okay. But I was the editor for you. That's true. So I, I never really got into the other stuff. I just didn't care about the characters that much. It was only the stuff that Bill was in that was really interesting. Every now and then I made her watch parts of it that he wasn't in just because they were so good. But. <laughs> That, that was my editorial license. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, listen, the last question is um, you've been listening to this show for a long time, and we are, are collecting suggestions for what you might like to have more of on the show, if it's something that we've done before or something that we've never done or talked about. What would you like to see on Look at His Butt? You know, I think – well, no, we did – you guys did a fair amount, but – I. I'd love to see more of the random weird stuff that Bill has done, like in movies and stuff. <laughs> this stuff is endlessly fascinating. Well, we love it too, and we're so happy that that so much more stuff is now available to see, like all those old TV shows and these weird movies. It's fascinating, you know, and like I love watching Bill lose. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I only know of two instances of that: the Beat the Clock and Pyramid, yeah, which is total meltdown freakout. Yeah, we, we should we should try to do that. We should find more game shows that he was on where he actually lost, because I'm sure there's got to be some. Well, more. he did a ton of game shows. Know, he was on Match Game and um, uh, What's My Line, but the celebrities don't lose on What's My Line. No, so we should make that a thing where yeah. we find him losing. Bill loses. Yeah, and he doesn't. Like, to lose. Terrible loser. <laughs> yes, he is. I mean, why did he get himself on Beat the Clock anyway? The games are really dumb. Well, you know, all publicity is good publicity. Yeah. 
And, and it was another excuse for him to see, you know, the, the women who were on the show, so the contestants' wives for one thing, but then also, you know, the, the, um, the, assistants. the assistants with the very short skirts and all that. I'm sure that was good for him. He liked mm -hmm. that. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm sure for Bill, it was a competitive thing, and he likes that. He probably really enjoyed the fact that he got to do these, as you say, these very stupid games that mostly he could do and win and show that he <laughs> could win at these stupid games. Yeah. I'm sure that was fulfilling. Do you think he's competitive, like, at his grandchildren's birthday parties? Like what, finding Easter eggs and stuff? Yeah, well, you know, pin the tail on the donkey, whatever. Do you think? He has to win. Yeah. He absolutely has to Maybe win. It doesn't matter what it is. Maybe they team him up with the smallest or stupidest kid, mm. um, knowing Bill will win for the, yeah. the small, stupid child. Oh. Can you imagine the competition among the children to be on Bill's team? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember one of his daughters years ago when her kids were small, the, the first one to have kids, said he used to come over and play with them when they were babies. And it was always these, these raucous, wild action games. And then he'd go home, leaving her with these children who were, like, wired. And she'd go, thanks, Dad. <laughs> you know, because they were just like, ah, <laughs> That's the job of grandparents. I guess oh, so. Imagine having Bill as a grandpa. Oh, my God. Oh. And then you get the added thrill of having family dinners at his house where he sets himself on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would never miss a Christmas with Bill. Oh, no. That would be great. And you could go to his house and see the, the Emmys by the fountain. Yeah. yeah. Can we play with those? Sure. Bill would never be proud of those. Wait, he's not competitive at all. No, no, no. not at all. No. All right. Well, thank you, Jen. Thank you so much for, for um, being on the show today. We're so happy. And thanks for all of the wonderful things you've sent over the years. We really appreciate it. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And we hope you have the, the merriest of Shatmoys. Yes. And we're gonna... Bill, and I'll keep stalking you guys for, like, years to come. Cool. Okay, that sounds good. You get, a, you get your own stalker. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> well, we, you know, for a while there we had our own hater, and that was kind of exciting. But, you know, a nice, <laughs> nice friendly, supportive stalker. Everybody needs one of those. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you, and happy, happy Shatmoy. Have a great party. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.